on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast season five episode 35 ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel tonight is thursday september 19th 2019 with me tonight as per usual is sam sam how's it going Hey, Joel, I'm doing good. I'm uh, coming at you as usual from Southampton, New York. Uh, my hot take for this week is that Anthony Rizzo is a fucking asshole. Mm. Um, I may have mentioned last week on the call, on the podcast that my fantasy baseball team took some serious injury batterings, losing uh, Javi Baez and Christian Yelich for the entire season. Uh, and then Anthony Rizzo sprained his ankle and was supposed to be in a boot for seven days uh, and then be reevaluated. So I dropped him from my team. He was in a boot for one day, came back today, and hit a home run. So fuck that guy. Yeah. I hope I hope he breaks that damn ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. I, I don't. Not I don't really. wish. I don't wish injury on him actually. But fuck him anyway. Yeah. And like. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know why I became such a Rizzo hater, but I am now a Rizzo hater, definitely. So I totally support you on that one. What's the score of that game right now? Cubs are playing the Cards. No idea. Don't care. Four-one Cards, top of the ninth. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah. So we'll that, talk about that a little later. That home run's the only run the Cubs have scored so far. Like I said, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is. Joel, my hot take for the week is uh, God bless and protect David Ortiz. He had an interview with NBC Sports Boston talking about how he is not afraid to return to the Dominican Republic, but that this time he's definitely taking bodyguards with him. Um, we're on this big poppy, right? We've, we've told you this from the start. This is some true detective shit going on in the DR connected with Mar-a-Lago, Florida, and he is taking... Jupiter. Jupiter, yeah, Jupiter, Florida, connected to Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Right, and, uh, prostitution. Like 20, yeah, it's like 20 miles away. And I would just say, Sam, you and I should volunteer to be Ortiz's bodyguards yeah. slash true detectives. Yeah, exactly. We could be like, It'd be like a, but it would be like a comedy bodyguard duo, like big guy, little guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, see here, see, you right. can't just get in to see Ortiz. Right, and it'd keep, we'd keep being like, okay, Joel, you go high, I'll go low, and then we just get totally tangled up because that's like the opposite of how it should be. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like every time you need you want you want to go high, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> just jump up and try to 
grab him by the ears or something like that. <laughs> anyway, Big Poppy, we know you're listening to this podcast, so yeah. give us a shot. Yeah, uh, definitely. Tweet yeah. at us, and we will <laughs> yeah. be your bodyguards. Yep. Um, totally. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for everyone who's been listening to this podcast. If you're listening right now and you're on the Apple iTunes app, just take a second right now. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. You can also check out Dump on the Up on either SoundCloud or Spotify. Also, check us out on all your social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter. I love Twitter and the Instagram. Thanks to everyone who listened to last week's episode. We talked about Cap Anson, and we talked about 9-11. It got kind of sad. Not our funniest episode. Uh, But shout out to people who listened anyway. Portland, Oregon, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Barcelona, Spain, Cleveland, Alabama. That's weird. Bend, Oregon, Champaign, Illinois, Poznan, Poland. Thank you. Yeah, Poland. Go Poland. Oh, Barcelona, Spain. Trying to break into that Polish market. Yeah, we should. I think I think that would be great. Or uh, breaking into the Spanish market. Spain just won the FIBA World Cup. So, oh, yeah. congrats to you all. Viva la España. Right. All right. Let's all get right. into this. All right. So we're start. I'm starting it off today. Yeah. Uh, with a with a topic that's near and dear to my heart, uh, longtime listeners of the podcast may remember me talking about this in the past. <clears throat> Quarterback Josh Allen uh, for the Buffalo Bills beat the Jets and then the Giants in consecutive weeks to start off the NFL NFL season, leading the Bills to their first two and zero start in five years. Both the Jets and the Giants passed on Allen in last year's NFL draft. And after the game, someone in the New York sports media asked him if the wins were any sweeter since Allen, quote, could have ended up in New York. Allen quickly retorted, I do play in New York. We're the only team in New York, referencing the fact that the Jets and the Giants both play and practice in New Jersey. The question is, and I've been saying this shit for years, but Joel, the question is, how do we keep this? front and center in the media because like everybody has to start thinking of the Jets and Giants as New Jersey teams right. because they are. Right. All right. <laughs> so goal number one is that they need to keep losing. Right. right. That's should goal be no problem. One. Right. Which should be no problem. Because they both, they're both look terrible this yeah, year. Yeah. Both of the New Jersey area teams and that's how we need to start referring them to right. as New Jersey area teams. They need to keep losing. Second of all, we need to start keep. I mean, we've been doing a pretty good job of this, but I think we could step up our game. We need to keep making fun of those quarterbacks. The New Jersey Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold, I don't know why I hate that guy's face. He has done nothing to me. He has never insulted me or wronged me or my family in any way. But that guy just looks like a fucking six foot seven tall hobbit to me. And I right. don't it. Do you think it's because of his last name isn't hyphenated? Or like there needs to be a French accent, Darnold, right? Uh-huh. But it, but it, it, there isn't one. It's just Darnold. Right. Yeah. Now that's what I'm saying. It's like the Arnold. Or the Arnold. Yeah, of the Arnold. Sam of the Arnold. 
Right. And then for the New Jersey Giants, and I got a question for you about this, Sam. Yeah. They seem like they're ready to bench Eli Manning, finally. No, I think they officially did bench him. They officially did bench him. What do you think yeah. of that? I mean, he's been average his entire career. Right. Below average for the last several seasons. It, yeah, he's a, you know, mid-range quarterback. He's had a nice career, you know. It's, he's played for quite a long time. Won a couple Super Bowls against the Patriots. The only team to do that, actually. No, wait. Someone at the... The Eagles beat them, too. In the Super Bowl, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, I, you know, long time coming. I think that, like, if he hadn't have won those two Super Bowls, they would have ditched him years ago. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and the question is, is he going to go into the Hall of Fame as, but if he did, it would be, he'd be by far the worst quarterback ever Can in the he, Hall of Fame. I don't think he'll go into the Hall of Fame. You don't think he will? Now he has any sort of numbers to do that. Right. He just. I mean, the only thing he has, he's like, (laughs) he's kind of like the Derek Jeter because, like, he has like the longest consecutive start streak or something for quarterbacks. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just means you show up to work every day. Right. It just means that he like won't take a hit probably. Oh. mm Mm-hmm. Now my other question is: Are the Bills for real? I don't I I mean I think that you know nobody is for real as long as the Patriots are playing in that division, you know. Yeah, they'd have to be and the Patriots look so good. The right. Bills would have to be at least a wild card team, at most right. a wild card team. Yeah. But you know, the the what is it? AFC East is pretty weak other than they got to play the Patriots twice. Right. Um but I don't think that like you can say that oh the Bills beat the Jets and the Giants in the first two weeks of the season. They're going all the way. You know, like it's right. played pretty terrible teams. Right. But they also get to play the Miami Dolphins twice. That's true. Who are purposefully tanking. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, so we shall see. I guess the big takeaway from this is that we now refer to those two American football teams as the New Jersey Jets. And the New Jersey Giants. Well, to be fair, we've we've always referred to them as that on this podcast. It's just right. now we have a little bit of a, a bigger name backing us. Right, Josh Allen. <coughs> right, Josh Allen. Okay, so we need to reach out to David Ortiz and Josh Allen. All right. right I'll take a note we'll of that. We'll see if Josh Allen wants to join us on David Ortiz's bodyguard. <laughs> right, or this podcast. That would be or, the, or the podcast, either <laughs> or. <laughs> All right. Moving on to baseball, um, the NL wild card race. Key injuries are making an already murky NL Central wild card race more interesting. NL, there are two races here: the NL wild card and the NL Central. With season-ending injuries to NL superstars Yavi Baez and Christian Yelich, and a Washington National squad that is fading down the stretch in classic Washington Nationals fashion. Both NL wildcard spots are in play with at least five teams in the meet, in the mix. Sam, question. What are your updated wildcard picks? Okay. <laughs> and this is interesting, okay? Yeah. I'm, go- I'm going out there. You ready? I'm ready. I'm all ears. Uh, I'm going the Milwaukee Brewers 
and New York Mets. Oh, the New York Mets of Queens, New York. Yeah. I you go. They are right now 79 and 73. They three are three and a half games back. Yeah. Okay. With what's with how many games we got? Uh, eight. Yeah. What's three plus? What's no? Two plus eight. Ten games left. Right. Okay. Joe's math teacher, guys, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I got a story about that. How is that going to happen? What's your justification for this? Because that's a hot... I just feel like... I feel like the... uh, uh, I feel like the Nationals are tanking. Because last week they were up by like six games, weren't they? Yeah, and the Nationals, well, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Right. But the Mets have picked up two games on them through that stretch. Right. And so I'm looking up the Mets' schedule for the rest of the season right now. So they're playing, uh, oh, geez, that's starting since the beginning. Okay, they are playing Cincinnati, three games, uh, Miami, four games, and then Atlanta, three games. So I guess they're not playing the Nationals any, which is too bad. Right. They got the Miami, which is good, and the Atlanta, which is bad. Right, but also Cincinnati, which is good. Yeah. The Nationals and at Miami, five games versus the Phillies. Yeah. And then their last series is a three-game set against the Cleveland Indians. Weird. Oh, yeah. that'll be good. That'll be ALNL wild card showdown. Yeah, it will be. That's interesting. Um, I think the, the decisions are going to be made in that five-game set in D.C. between the Nats and the Phillies. Yep. With, with long-haired hippie freak Bryce Harper. Yeah. So, and then Milwaukee's playing Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Colorado. Yeah. So... Yeah, the the Brewers' hope is that they do well in those series and that the Cubs and the Cards kind of beat up on each other. Really, right. I guess, I mean, they would prefer the Cards to run away from the Cubs and then the Brewers take the wild card. But if you want to get ambitious... Or vice versa. Well, or the Brewers are like, could we actually win the division? Right. Because that's still hypothetically possible. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because the Cubs are playing St. Louis seven more times. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's my uh, hot take. I think the Cubs and the Brewers are going to have to play a game 163 against each other again. again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this will be an elimination game. It won't even be uh, for the division. Loser goes home. Winner plays at the Nats. Right. Um, in the wild card game. So you're saying Nats and either Brewers or Cubs? Yeah. That, that, picks? Yeah. Uh, I would say the Brewers win game 163 against the Cubs. All right. So we're, we're in agreement on the Brewers. Yeah. I think it's going to be the Mets, and you think it's going to be the Nationals. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious about the Phillies. Somebody write that down. Now, the Phillies suck, dude. They're They're scuffling, and they're moving in the wrong direction. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Uh, somebody write that down. Yeah, you somebody are. write that down. You, Some, you someone out there, write that down, tweet it at us. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I will we, not remember by next week. Yeah. No, and we don't listen to our own podcast. <laughs> and we do not listen to our own podcast. <laughs> Nor do we edit it. Nor do we edit it. That should be clear by now. All right. Uh, moving moving on. on. It's my turn, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, so did you know that the NHL preseason has started? I did not until I looked this up. Okay. Washington Capitals. Oh, we're in, back in Washington. Yeah. Washington Capitals center, and I'm going to apologize to uh, the Russians out there, or just for what I'm about to do to this guy's name, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Evgeny Kuznetsov, the center, has been suspended for three games for testing positive for cocaine while representing the Russian national team at the World Championships this summer. Funny enough, the NHL does not consider cocaine a prohibited drug, which is weird, <coughs> and was not going to discipline Kuznetsov until a video leaked online of him sitting behind two lines of white powdery substance while in Las Vegas. So... With in light of uh, his light handling at a video leak of him behind white powdery substances, do you think that Johnny Manziel is going to be looking into making a career change and becoming an NHL hockey player? Yeah, that has he done Dancing with the Stars yet? Probably, because <laughs> that's where Johnny Manziel is going to end up. Yeah. You know it, right? I really just want him to start playing hockey, but they still call him Johnny Football. You know what I mean? <laughs> Johnny Football, the hockey player. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I it's just like you know they're like the lineups and they have their nicknames like yeah underneath their names like you know uh, Evgeny white powdery substance Kuznetsov and Johnny football Manziel. <laughs> they should be teammates. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know which way to go with this story. There's just so many crazy things happening at once. First of all, like, what the fuck, NHL? You don't even discipline players for testing positive for cocaine? Like, that's illegal. I, I feel like hockey is just some kind of anarcho-syndicalist commune in the sports world where you can do whatever you want to. Libertarian wet dream there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, exactly. It's like they they uh, refuse all gods and masters. You know, they're like anarchists. Right, and I think about that. I hardly ever watch hockey, and I don't care for it. But you watch it, and you watch the fights, and I'm like, oh, so they're just, they're just going to let this happen. Right. Uh, yeah. They're like, oh, oh, that guy fell down. Fight over. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. We're just, we're all cool with this. Okay. Right. No, it's then, true. It is like the rules are very arbitrary, you know? Uh-huh. It's yeah. like you can like smash a guy into the wall with his back turned to you. You can just like grind his face right into the glass and that's fine. And you can like step on his head with your skate and that's totally <laughs> fine. But then like, you can't kick the puck, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. into the goal. It's yeah. like, you can kick the puck, just not into the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Silly game. Uh, but then the other angle I wanted to take on this this news story was that he tested positive 
while playing for the Russian national team. And again, longtime listeners of the podcast will know that the Russian national team has a very interesting policy when it comes to drug use for right. their players. Yeah, exactly. So that whoever like was in charge of that guy's piss got disappeared for sure. Yeah. yeah. Whatever KGB like agent was passing his vial through the wall yeah. was fired. Yeah. And by fired I mean sent to the gulag. <laughs> or they're like, Hey, it's fun that you know, you've got all these steroids and HGH in your urine, but we found cocaine. Oh, did the did the national team like get him in trouble? Yeah, that's why he got in trouble. The NHL was not going to do anything about it. Right. But, but the like, international world, world championship rules do prohibit it, but not yes. NHL rules. Not NHL. Oh, yeah. So but then R- Russian national rules probably don't prohibit it either. Yeah, Russian national rules probably like give you a reward for it. Right. It's like you make the national team and they give you a bottle of vodka and an eight ball of cocaine. Just like that's <laughs> your that's what you get. Right. In Mother Russia. And then I mean one more question, then we should move on, but but would you watch a hockey game where all the hockey players were on cocaine? Yeah. I, I mean, think I would. I think I would. Here's the thing, Joel, is like if they don't test for it and they don't penalize it, chances are you have watched a hockey game where all the hockey players are high on cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like almost certainly. Yeah. You're like, why are all those hockey players talking to each other so much? <laughs> <laughs> so fast and so loud. They're moving so fast and they're talking. They're like talking so close to each other. <laughs> they just. They just look like they're being overconfident in literally everything they're doing. Yeah. And also, it would, would explain the like, like sudden fights too. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like everything is fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Fist fight. Right. That's exactly. Right. We cool. We cool, bro. We cool. <laughs> Uh, all right. All right. I'm gonna read the last one to you. Yeah, hockey. Hockey is ridiculous. That's the, like ridiculous. that is the takeaway from this past story. Is hockey and is ridiculous. Like, fucking ninety degrees outside. Why are we playing hockey? Oh, well, no, I figured that one out. Remember? Because it's like nice to go into a cool place. When oh it's yeah. Hot outside. Yeah. Like it actually makes more sense to have hockey teams in hot weather areas. And it's like a break, and they could serve cotton candy. Right. It's like going into the – yeah, exactly. It's like going to the movie theater when it's 100 degrees outside. It's nice yeah. and cool, you know? Yeah. No, that does make sense. I remember that conversation. All right. Feel-good family time. Here we go. For the first time in 36 years, Yastrzemski has hit a home run in Fenway Park. Mike Yastrzemski, grandson of the great Red Sox, Carl, is a 29-year-old rookie playing for the San Francisco Giants, and made his Fenway Park debut in interleague play. Yastrzemski homered and hit a ground rule double in a 15-inning game that the Giants won 7-6. Grandpa Carl threw out the first pitch the following night to his grandson, and the Giants played Mike Yastrzemski in his grandfather's position in left field, despite him being a natural right fielder. Many good fields were had by all. Sam, my question is, how bad 
does let's call him Bruce Yastrzemski, i.e. Mike's dad, feel right now? Right, because he's not, he was not a Major League Baseball player, presumably. Yeah, let me Google that. That'd be crazy if he were. Well, I think they would have mentioned that in these articles that we read about him. There was like a threefer. He's uh, probably like the <laughs> subject of Bull Durham, is Mike Yastrzemski's dad. I feel like Mikey Stremski is kind of a Bull Durham-esque sort yeah, of Yeah, he is. Because he played in the minor leagues for six six or eight years, right? Yeah. Before making it to the show. Yeah, do I still have that up? It was a while. Six years, I believe. Six but, years. Right, in, six years also in the Orioles organization. Like, how bad do you have to be to not get called up to play for the Orioles? <laughs> you know right, what I mean? right. Over the course of six years. <clears throat> Your triple-A team could probably beat the Orioles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, probably he feels fine. But, you know, he should feel shame. He's probably like a lawyer or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like his dad... This can't be right. This is weird. Okay. I just Googled Mike Yastrzemski dad, right? And Google says his dad is named Carl Michael Yastrzemski. As <laughs> in, his first name is the name of his dad, and his middle name is the name of his son. Weird. That's really weird. This family has a weird um, naming tradition. Well, maybe, like, Mike is his... Carl's dad's name. Mike's dad is Carl Jr. Right. And his father, wait, let's see. Also, if you go to Mike Yastrzemski's Wikipedia page, it has the most hilarious picture of him running the bases that makes it look like his legs have been chopped off. And that he's like really short. Um, Mike Estrepsky was born Whoa. in Andover, Massachusetts. So he's just Carl Michael Estrepsky Jr. So Carl Estrepsky's yeah. middle name also is Michael. Okay. But it's funny <laughs> that you say that uh because he started his professional career with the Durham Bulls. He was drafted oh, by the Braves and played for the Durham Bulls. And then he played for two White Sox-affiliated teams, the AAA Pacific Coast League, uh, Hawaii Islanders in 1987. Wait, this is the dad? Yeah. No, this is Carl Yastrzemski Jr. Yeah, the dad. The dad, okay. And the Vancouver Canadians in 98. Oh, wait. What? Uh, he never made it to the major leagues. He died in 2004. Oh, that's 44 funny. from a blood clot that happened after having hip surgery. Oh, dang. So that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. That's a sad ending to that story. Right. Yeah. That's why they don't mention him a lot. And that kind of makes our joke less funny. Yeah, it's definitely more tasteless. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't feel anything right now because he's dead. Right. <laughs> All right. Classic. Yeah, right into that one. Classic. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> he, he like 
he moved around in the minor leagues for years and then died of a blood clot. Uh, okay, I'll stop. Yeah. Uh, right. It's just funny because they got uh, they got no nothing in between 1988 when he played for the Vancouver Canadians, and then. He died until he died in 2004. That sounds like a Jupiter, Florida related like oh, information like, gap to me. Yeah, I like that. I was going to go with something less fun, like he coached high school or something. Right. Like. No, yeah. I think he moved from Vancouver when his professional baseball career, he moved to Jupiter, Florida. Right. And opened a rub and tug, probably. Right. And his second wife, that Chinese lady who... Uh, is the Robert Kraft place owner. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. My friend. <laughs> uh, wait, how much time do we have right now? Yeah, we got time. My friend, real quick, uh, Jupiter, Florida, a.k.a. Antonio Brown, a.k.a. Play, or not a.k.a. In regards to, I was texting with my friend Ashley about the Antonio Brown situation, and she said something like, whatever, Robert Kraft will just get it swept under the rug anyway. And I was like, oh, yeah, because that's some Jupiter, Florida nonsense there. Oh, some Jupiter, Florida nonsense is fucking Allegheny County where this uh, these uh, uh, sexual assaults and rapes took place has a two year statute of limitations on rape. So the charges cannot be investigated by a criminal court of law. Isn't that fucked up? That's so crazy. Two year limitations on rape. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, we wonder why women don't come forward with cases of sexual assault or domestic violence. Right. Because yeah. they don't even have time to. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> They, like, get raped and go to bed, and they wake up the next day, and the statute of limitations is up. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's stop there. We're actually at 30 minutes immediately. uh, So we got to make – we got to take some notes. So we need – we're going to go be David Ortiz's bodyguards in the DR. Right. We need Josh Allen to – Yeah, we're going to need some, like, really good matching sunglasses. Yeah, and what, like, in shirts and Panama hats? What? Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. And mustaches. Oh, yeah, fake mustaches, because I can't grow a real mustache. <laughs> That'd be good. Just do your best. <laughs> you could have, like, a nice pencil-thin mustache. Yeah, bro. yeah, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen, come on our podcast. And... Let's join our bodyguard company. <laughs> yeah. And then they are the New Jersey Jets and the New Jersey Giants. We're both picking the Brewers to make the playoffs. Right. And here's my other hot take. Do you think Evgeny Kuchinov, maybe he is the cocaine dealer at Jupiter, Florida? Maybe. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I just... I just think he's the Johnny Manziel of hockey, but nobody cares. <laughs> because everyone else, because right. literally everyone in hockey is the Johnny Manziel. Right, because also everyone else in the NHL is the Johnny Manziel of hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. 
Again, check us out on all your social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you're listening to us on your Apple iTunes, hit that subscribe button. Please give us a rating and review. For Sam, my name is Joel. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. You know what this is. Tell them this is celebration, bitch, is Where the barbecue pits and the mini bikes. Mini skirts in the seas and the Miller lights. Domino tables, you got big six. Where I'm from, we do concrete backflips. Flip flop, flip flop, flip flop back. Through the ghettos where I bring hip hop back. <laughs>